0: This is Baldy's Breakdowns, the podcast with NFL insiders Brian Baldinger and Jason Lockenfora and Odyssey Sports Original.
1: Welcome to the week 14 edition of Baldy's Breakdowns. As always, we come to you courtesy of our friends at Odyssey. I am Jason Lockenfora at Jason Lockenfora on Twitter. I have the distinguished pleasure and honor to be joined by my buddy Brian Baldinger at Baldy. NFL to once again review what we saw last week and get you guys set for another crazy week of NFL action. Um, We will certainly be talking about one of the more unique Monday night games that we saw, the New England Buffalo rugby game uh, that uh, just further illuminated Bill Belichick's genius. Whether Sean uh, McDermott wants to concede that or not, we saw the Panthers fire offensive coordinator Joe Brady this week. What does that mean for them short-term, long-term? And also, um, you know, Matt Rule and, and David Tepper and the relationship there between owner and coach. The Lions finally get a win under Dan Campbell after so much heartbreak, but what does that mean For the guy on the other side of the ledger, Mike Zimmer, whose Vikings off uh, defense couldn't get off the field at the end, we saw a wild one between the Chargers and the Bengals that Baldy thinks kind of encapsulizes what's going on overall in a bonkers AFC. Uh, We'll get Baldy's take on the state of the Chiefs. They seem like two teams in one, dominant defense, but sputtering offense, and we'll certainly talk about the Rams uh, matchup with the Cardinals this week and the Cowboys, meeting the WFT as well. But Baldy, we have to start Monday night because I'm watching that thing thinking, you could call this the Baldy Bowl. Like, this is is Baldy's football wet dream. And you know what? It was Bill Belichick's football wet dream as well because um, he puts up with quarterbacks, even Tom Brady, but he's all defense all the time. And I guarantee you, he thoroughly enjoyed being able to
0: win a game with that game plan. I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I, I was actually disappointed Jason when they threw it back to back plays. And you know, the third quarter, I was like, it's not necessary. Just keep doing what you're doing. And there's a couple things. One, I mean, I could draw up the four plays that Buffalo ran like on a piece of paper right now. And all, all you'd have to do is just repeat and rinse. And it's, it's, I know, Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde were questioned after the game if it was embarrassing. And I know they stormed off and they were, you know, I understand, you know, that they, they didn't care for the question, but new England basically said, this is what we're going to do and you can't stop it. And that means it's just, you know, it's coming and you can't stop it. And when that happens, why can't, why can't you stop it? It's just the way that they play. I mean, they couldn't stop Jonathan Taylor. They couldn't stop Derrick Henry. Like, they they have a problem with teams that just want to smash you. I-formation come at you, knock you off the ball. They do that. But the only reason why Bill Belichick can run it 34 straight times in a row and be willing to run it, Jason, on third and 13, is he knows his defense is going to stop him. And so that's the other part to this, is that physically they whipped the Buffalo Bills. And they made Josh Allen in a 50-mile-an-hour gust try to throw the ball around that yard. Uh, and beat him, and he didn't think that they could. Now, you know, Sean McDermott could get up there after the game, Jason, and say this, that, and you know, we got to be better in the red zone, all this kind of stuff. Well, you're not good in the red zone because you're trying to throw it in these, you know, gale gusts, and your receivers are dropping it, and New England is plastering your receivers, or and you you can't separate. I mean, Adrian Phillips, I mean, pick a guy, they all did it. So, I thought it was just. It was clever. It was bold, but it also said everything you need to know about the Patriots that they are the best team in the AFC East, that they're going after this AFC in a vengeance, that they're playing the game. And every coach goes through this during the year, at, at the start of the season, Jason, and through the year. Can I get my team to play the way I want them to play? And you could just see the smile on Belichick's face at the end of the game. His team is playing the way he wants them to play. And I, I just thought it was brilliant.
1: Yeah, so did I. Uh and and the the confidence that they have there. Um, the the uh the awareness, the self awareness. Like the New England Patriots know exactly who the bleep they are, Baldy, right? Yeah, like they yep. there's no pretense. No. Ooh, sorry, I don't know what happened there hit my keyboard by accident. There's no pretense. There's no faking it. There's no uncertainty. There's no ambiguity. Uh, like they fully embrace it. Mac Jones is not going to give you any pushback. He's happy to be along on the ride. Josh McDaniels understands who he's working for and knows it's, you know what I mean? It's yeah, not going to be yeah. about leading the league and passing yards. It's going to be about efficiency with a young quarterback and finding a way to run the football, uh, with, with, a, with a multitude of ways, right? Multiplicity in the run game.
0: Totally. So, you know, there's one player on that team that, to me, personifies everything about the Patriots. Now, there's more than one. But, but Matt Judon is having a lights-out great season. There's nothing he can't do, Jason, right? So, you know, he could lead the league. He could have 20 sacks and challenge T.J. Watt if he wanted to. He's got that ability to do that. Um, but I see him... You know, making sure the tight end can't get a free release. I'm watching him do all these all these subtle things that are more important to the Patriots' style of play and winning football than it is about any any numbers. He could easily, I think he could easily be the defensive player of the year. He probably won't get it because he's too busy doing the little things necessary to help the team win. And I just think, like, that's a perfect example. I mean, who wouldn't want to be the defensive player of the year? Gilmore was a few years ago within the system, but he wasn't out there trying to just get interceptions. He was playing the system. And it changes every week in what their game plan is. And they've got complete flexibility. If you want to – if you're going to get a game in January, Jason, where the snow's going to be six inches high, you can't keep the field clean, they'll they'll have a game plan for it. The thing that impressed me about it was, you know, you don't really know what the weather's going to be like until you're there. Like, to me, how many different game plans do they have, Jason? Did they have a game plan if the weather cleared up and, you know, the wind wasn't gusting like it was? Like, or was that just – because I got to believe that they've got another template if the weather's better than it was. And that just goes, you know, to and – we'll never know. But, uh, you know, it just goes to show you just how – how much of a chameleon they can be at any given part of yep. a game or a day. Yep.
1: I call them shapeshifters. That's, that's, they, 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 whatever it takes to get through that hole, yeah. they'll find a way to get through it. Um, cheesy question level, uh scale of one to 10. How concerned are you about the Buffalo bills as a viable Super Bowl contender?
0: Oh, I'm, I'm concerned. I'm concerned. I know that, you know, J- Josh Allen said all the right things after the loss, chasing greatness, but you lose to Jacksonville, Indianapolis, New England in the way that you lost. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that they can say all they want to say, but as a teammate and you're in that locker room getting ready for this weekend's action, like there's nothing about what you have done over the last six weeks that gives you a lot of confidence that says you can beat New England, that says you could beat um, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this week. There's doubt. There always is when you lose games the way that they lose with that
1: uh matchup this week if you're Tom Brady is this one where you lean on playoff Lenny and you watch some of this recent film and you sit there with Byron Leftwich and say you know what maybe we should target this guy about you know 8 to 10 passes uh to the running back and and let's just let let let's you know let's win this one old school
0: well first you know when i was looking at this game Jason i'm saying okay I, you know Brady's in the lab You know, Monday morning, watching this game, and he's probably smiling, going, "This is so, Bill." You know, he's just like, "This is, this is, (laughs) take the quarterback out of the game." Yeah, let's 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 watch a black and white TV. We only need ten positions. Brady was just laughing, like Gronk. Get a hold of this one, man. Look,
1: yeah, Yeah. what he's
0: doing on third and thirteen, man. (laughs) It was just like inside zone. Like, I'm sure he was looking at that, going, "I." He's right inside the mind of Belichick, and so. You know, there was a temptation, I'm sure, from Arians and, and Brady and Big Lenny and everybody else in that offense line at of Tampa, which is very good, going, let's do the same thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, Andy yeah. just did this. But at the same time, it's not really who they are. Sure. So I don't know what's going to happen. But I'm I'm anxious to watch that game to see if they go, okay, you know, can, can Buffalo – are they just charming soft? Do the linebackers ever attack or they just wear their skates every week? You know, like I guy. There's there's a part of me that says they got it they got to temp they got to test be it out right it. test it out yeah yeah uh, we want to
1: give uh, some uh, acclaim maybe that's too strong of a word considering they're whatever one ten and one but anyway hats off to Dan yeah. Campbell and the Detroit Lions I mean you look at the mo- really three months of um heartbreaking losses. Yeah, they've been blown oh, out God. a few times. But I mean, the 70-yard field goal by Tucker yeah. when time yeah. should have expired, yeah. the ridiculous uh game with the Vikings the first time they faced them. Uh you, you can just the, the tie with Pittsburgh that should have been a win if the if the kicker hit the ball and not
0: the ground. The, um there was a heartbreaking loss to the Rams in Los Angeles yes. when they fake the punt and you know kick off uh you know, onside kick and all the stuff that they did and they had a chance at the end. They couldn't, you know, they just couldn't finish it. I mean, it's been going on all year. So there has been like tremendous heartache, but look, they, they tied Pittsburgh and then they took Cleveland to the brink. And, you know, the week before against Chicago, they had a chance to win it. And so it was like to see the, the exaltation and I played on a team that was one in 15 Jason. I, I, you know, th- this is a more competitive team than the one I was on. But to see the exultation, to see the locker room afterwards when they're giving, you know, Dan Campbell the game ball, like in the tears that he has, obviously he's an emotional guy. But it just says a lot about NFL players that it could be, you know, the holiday season and you could have no wins. But they're not laying down. They're not not playing hard. Like so there are some teams that will do that, and that's a, an indictment on the coach. But they're not doing that with the Detroit Lions. And that's a credit to Dan.
1: Yeah, it, it absolutely is. Um, they, they, you know, they deserve to win. They got to win. Uh, but Baldy, I've reported on numerous occasions that uh, it, it was made pretty clear to Mike Zimmer and his staff about what expectations were for the Vikings this year. That's a an ownership group that has invested very heavily from a payroll standpoint in that team. They nearly blew it up. Uh, You know, after the 2019 season, they decided to double down on Cousins and we're going to keep Cook and we're going to keep the safety and we're you know what I mean? We're going to pay pretty much everybody. And here you need money to go get a run stuffer. All right. Michael Pierce, come on down Um, bar. You know, they 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 stepped up. The defense has been trending in a bad direction for a while. Uh, they can't seem to put two weeks together where they kind of look like the same thing, and I know there's been injuries, and 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 that is very real. But that defense giving up that kind of drive in that mm-hmm. circumstance to a team that had done nothing but find ways to lose or tie, it kind of looked like the end to me.
0: Well, they're on the outside looking in here, Jason. I mean, there's you know, there's they've got uh, you know they've got five games left here. Uh, they may, but it's not looking good because defensively um, you go get Patrick Peterson, you do all the things. I understand, you know, Everson Griffin and Daniil Hunter, all that, but still you got to find a way. You got to find, everybody's got to play their young players. You know I mean? It's just, it's just the league. I mean, everybody's got to play guys off the practice squad. I mean, every team is going through it. So then, you know, it's, it, it it's not even a viable excuse. Maybe last year in the pandemic and all that they lost. Okay, I'll, I'll give you that. But you can't, you can't defend it two years in a row. Um, not especially with as much firepower as they have in offense. I understand you got to score thirty to win these games uh, or more. Um, but it is going in the wrong direction, and Mike does feel the heat. And people in Minnesota are going, when is this thing going to turn around? And are we ever going to compete in this division? I mean, all those questions are real. And I don't know. I mean, Mark, Mark Wilf is down the sideline every game. Jason, he's he's down there. Like, he's feeling the pulse of things. Uh, his brother, Ziggy, uh, you know, how much longer can they sit and look at this stuff when they see some of these teams turning it around and, and uh, having good seasons with new coaches? And, uh, you know, and so... Are, they, are the Vikings in good hands right now? Everybody respects Mike Zimmer, but it's about results.
1: Sure. Sure.
0: Well, we did see
1: a coaching change this week, not at the head coaching level, but the coordinator level. The Panthers go into their bye, um, and they fired Joe Brady. I had heard very early in this tenure that um, the owner, David Tepper, was never really sure of, Of this one that it took a, you know, some convincing from Matt rule to, to say that Joe Brady was the guy, obviously Joe Brady had an amazing year at LSU with Joe Burrow and a, and a bevy of, of, uh, future first rounders on that offense. Um, and this is a weird one, Baldy, because he's barely had Christian McCaffrey. They yeah. haven't figured out the quarterback position. <laughs> no the doubt. offensive line is no good. Uh, they do have some playmakers. But if all that other stuff isn't there, then how much are you going to get out of Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore? Um, but I also know that this was kind of and an, an, an a little bit of an odd fit and never really clicked. Well, and, and, and even the way he's let go, um, where they want to do it before they get to do it because they don't know where he is. It's weird.
0: That was weird. That That's odd. <laughs> you know, When I read that or heard that, Jason, that Matt Rule wanted to fire him on a Saturday but couldn't get a hold of him, I said, well, that's all you need to know, like just the, the, the poor communication. But, I, you know, the way Matt Rule wants to play the game and the way Joe Brady's calling the game are two different things. But the way Matt Rule wants to play, two backs, run the ball, all the kind of stuff that he wants to do that he did at Temple, that he did at Baylor – all that kind of stuff, he can't do. He can't do with what he has, and so you know, Joe Brady's going. Well, okay, you want this two back offense, but we don't have a guy that can knock anybody off the ball. Like, what's the point? So you know, that's that's Joe Brady's conundrum. Okay, I understand you, Matt. I hear it. I mean, I'm just playing the conversation out in my head, Jason, and I'm saying, okay, I understand what you want, Matt, but we don't have those. We don't have that those kind of players. You know, they could have taken an offensive tackle this year in the draft. They, they take the, the cornerback, and, and maybe J.C. Horn, you know, obviously he got hurt, but, you know, maybe he's going to be an elite player. But they would have been much better off with an elite left tackle, you know. And so, uh, you know, it's just the way the team is built right now. And I'm sure Matt has a lot to say with, with the draft. I mean, they, they drafted all defense, right, uh, you know. And so, you know, when you do that and your offense – is coming up short every week. Uh, for the second year in a row, you know, okay. You know, at some point, Bill Belichick said, uh, "We let's go get some players on offense. Let's get Kendrick Bourne and Hunter Henry. And let's get some guys, so we, you know, that can make a play for us. And so, uh, you know, they went back and got Trent Brown and said, oh, we're going to run the ball. Let's get a, the best run blocker in the league. And so they haven't built their team like that.
1: No. No, they haven't. And this is gonna be a really interesting offseason because
0: um well, I know I, I, you probably I, I'm sure you, you understand and know David Tepper way better than I do, Jason. But that this guy's got a short fuse and he's not gonna to tolerate this like very long. Like he can write the check and make people go away real quick. Like it's about winning football games and the style points are important.
1: Uh yeah. Um they are. And, and I, I, I think you're going to see them be um, very aggressive to try to land Deshaun Watson, um, wherever, whenever uh, that becomes feasible in the 2022 year, depending on his various legal issues. But um, it, it, that that owner is going to make that a mandate if or when mm-hmm. they're comfortable with his legal status. Um a lot of big games in the AFC West this past weekend, yeah. Baldy, as we try to suss that thing out. Uh, for me, the Chargers win was massive. If they were going to have a shot in that division uh, and 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 maybe even in the AFC as a whole, then go into Cincinnati in an early window and not great, you know, not, not terrible weather conditions, but it ain't L.A. and show a little something. And they did. It was a bizarre game. Um, at one yep. point, I think Herbert's like a 11 for 15 for 172 yards and three touchdowns, and it's 24 yep. nothing. And you blink your eye, and it's 24-22, and it's all Cincinnati, and they're driving. And then Joe yep. Nixon drops a ball, and it's yep. a scoop touchdown, and then... Burrow gets picked in the end zone, and the next thing you know, it looks like a, a comfortable Chargers win, but it was really three games in one, and I know you think it's kind of a microcosm of that entire
0: wacky conference. It is, because Cincinnati had just <clears throat> played two great games in a row, and they looked like they found the formula, the way Joe Mixon was running the ball. Now, they played without two starting offensive linemen, and that made difference because They had a lot of holding calls in the young kids, Trey Hill and some of the guys that they uh, – uh, were playing up front. But, you know, uh, they overcame a lot of that. Uh, but I just felt like nobody can tell me right now, are the Chargers going to be a great playoff team or are the Bengals going to be a, a great playoff team? Because you can't find a level of consistency where they can stack three wins together or four wins together. Like, you just don't think it's going to happen. And within that game, you saw it. You saw the... Jamar, I mean, whether it's the mistakes that Cincinnati made, um, Jamar Chase's drops or Joe Mixon fumbles. I mean, your star players are, you know, uh, you know, and then the same thing with the Chargers, like they could just give up a 24-0 lead. They can't put you away, uh, that kind of thing. And, you know, when Justin Herbert is airing a ball out the way that he's capable of doing, they look unstoppable. But when they don't make plays like that, they look very beatable. And so, you know, you the inconsistencies that both teams have to me define to the AFC outside of the New England Patriots at this point. That's the only team that looks like you pretty much know what you're going to get every week. They have their identity. They know how to play to it. Uh, they know how to take your strengths away. But I just thought that game was outside of the fact that if you're a quarter, fan of quarterbacks, like watching Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert throw the football, like that was fun. But If you're trying to say which of these teams can make a run in the playoffs, I have no idea. And to try and say something definitive, you just aren't paying attention. Packages delivered all day long and they go crazy
1: every time. (laughs) Um, Baldy, as I was watching that game early and sort of taking my notes, it seemed to me much more intent to get multiple receivers downfield. And we know the Bengals play a lot of zone. They're not going to go crazy with the blitz. They're pretty judicious. They can get pressure with four. Uh, But it seemed to me like Joe Lombardi got the memo, like this isn't Mac Jones. This is Justin Bleep and Herbert. Like we got to go down swinging here. Like we've got some receivers. We've got one of the, 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 the best, um, Pass catching running backs in the game. Like we got yeah. to attack people vertically a little more here, and not fall in love with the five yard to
0: twelve yard dink and dunk. I agree, and that's what and, and that you know that's what won the game. I mean, if you look at you know the touchdown by Jalen Guyton against uh, you know the, the safety uh, back there, I mean it's a jump ball, and uh, you know when I when I watch that play, I'm just looking at a a guy. Uh, you know, Jesse Bates, who, you know, is a, is a, basically a Pro Bowl safety. And they said, you know, if the couple plays before that, they threw it up to Donald Parham and uh, said, go get it from 50 yards away. And, you know, at any point they can literally, like their nickname suggests, they're a bolt of lightning. And I think when they play that way, and they went for it on fourth down, Jason, they hit Keenan Allen, like they got to back to being aggressive. And I know Brandon Staley didn't. Do that against Minnesota, and he got away from going for it on fourth downs. And I just think when you have a quarterback that's that good, you you can't kick field goals. You, like literally fourth downs, it's got to be up. Like you got this receiving core that's elite, like, and you got this quarterback, and the offense line is is pretty good to very good. Like, put it in your quarterback's hands. Let him throw it to Keenan. Now the throw is amazing. Um, the Bengals, like, you can't zone it any better than that. The throw just beat it. And so I'm with you. Like if, if I'm, if I'm Brandon Staley and I'm the chargers, like let's go down swinging with Justin Herbert swinging like that, that makes sense to me.
1: Yep. I'm with you entirely. And we'll see if that uh, is in fact, a course, correction, uh, something they stick with. Uh, You mentioned great quarterbacks. You could argue no one's been better than Patrick Mahomes since he came into the league and started playing regularly. But Baldy, I think the last four games, they're averaging 218 passing yards and .4 passing touchdowns a game, as in less than half a passing touchdown per game. Um, they're riding a defense, which is crazy because we're sitting here in the middle of October saying, I don't know if Spags can fix this one. And for the for the tables to have turned so much. And when I watch the Chiefs, I see a little bit of what I see what the Ravens in, in – like a quarterback sometimes trying to do too much and falling in love with certain guys. Like Lamar Jackson keeps forcing balls to Andrews. They're getting picked. Yeah. I, I look at my homes. It's like you can't just force it to the cheetah all the time. Like it's going to hit his yeah. hands. It's not going to be perfect. They know where it's going, and that's leading to some of their offensive uh, issues.
0: Look, they're, they're riding this five-game win streak because of their defense. The defense has been outrageous. I mean, Denver. I, I, I think you could give the Denver ten more possessions. They're not scoring a touchdown. They're just not. And when you look at him now, I mean, Melvin Ingram is playing great football. And what what happens if if you got Melvin Ingram now starting opposite Frank Clark, it puts Chris Jones inside. And for you know early in the year, they're playing Chris Jones up and down the line. They're playing him at, at end a lot, and, he, and he's a dominant defensive lineman. So it doesn't really matter. But he's better inside. And they're better with him inside. And then if you get Willie Gay back with Nick Bolton and Hitchens and you're all healthy, you see the speed that shows up with that, those guys. And then their defensive backs, which were breaking down, and, you know, we saw the tantrums that Tyron Matthews was throwing um, early in the year. I mean, throwing his helmet and just storming off the field and cussing coaches out, like, you don't see that right now because their they're, they're marriage between the front end And what they're doing in the back end is what Spags like really has envisioned. And when they're playing like this right now, I mean, it's, it's difficult. It's really difficult, difficult to beat Legereus or Travarius Ward, um, you know, and getting the ball over the top of the head. They tried the other day to get the ball down the field. They couldn't do it. And, uh, and Denver's got some, some really good receivers. They couldn't get the ball over the top or in the end zone. I, this chiefs defense is carrying them right now and they may have to cuz i don't know when this thing is going if kansas city to say well they got to snap out of this it's that's not what you're saying and it's not what it is it looks like there's some staleness to what they do in offense and they look like you know i don't know you give Vic Fangio you know kansas city film for a couple days to look at or a couple years to look at like he's going to shut you down and that's what they did
1: yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see what Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid can concoct or whether they do just have to ride the defense as far as they go. A couple of games we want to spin it forward to and look at, Baldy, before we get yep. on out of here. A couple big divisional games in the NFC. Rams-Cardinals, I don't really know what to make of the Rams. Like, what they did is great, and all. When you see them running up to score in the fourth quarter, though, against a, a completely hapless, overwhelmed, yeah. um, a Jacksonville team that's that's like their season's been over since they lost in Week One to the Texans, like it's it's a joke. I, I, but when you see them running down the sidelines and all excited that you know they're going to get their forty burger or whatever, it kind of actually for me is like, man, that they need that, like they yeah. they you know what I mean? They need to pad their stats and and keep you know getting fighting to get in the end zone against
0: this, you know, expansion team. They, they, this is their season because Arizona thumped them at home in the worst way possible. I mean, I saw Jalen Ramsey on his knees at the end of that game going, who are we? What are we? The first time they played, Um, they ran the ball for 250 yards right at them. And so, I'm not calling the Los Angeles Rams soft or anything like that. I mean, it's kind of but, – but offensively, they don't move the line of scrimmage. Their offensive line is not good um, up front. You know, they, that's got to change, and I don't know that it will, and you can't see against Jacksonville. This, this is their season to me. Like, if they beat Arizona in any – you know, any way, anyway, then I think, okay, you can say that they can start to, you know, put this thing together at the right time of the year but if they get beat by Arizona and they fall to eight eight and five, like this whole thing could, could blow up because they're, they're built to beat Arizona that they pay their stars a lot of money to beat Arizona and Arizona looks almost unbeatable, uh, which, you know, probably should never come out of anybody's mouth in this league right now. But, uh, you know, they didn't have to do a lot. Arizona to win that game last week with all the interceptions they had in the short fields. But, uh, this 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 is their season to me. Like, you've got to go square up with Arizona and let them know that just because you're two games behind the, in the division that uh, you're not going away. Like, they, they've got to find a way to win this game, period. I mean, that's just – and so, Jacksonville, I, I don't even want to study yeah. that. game. no. Seeing Cooper yeah. Cup, you know, on a safety rotation, score a touchdown, get all excited. I'm like, come on, man. Like, yeah. Like this this look like a walkthrough out there in Jacksonville.
1: Yeah, no, it's uh is embarrassing for the Jags. Uh Dallas, Washington, one of the more storied rivalries in this league. Yeah. Washington suddenly off the mat and without Sweat, without Chase Young, the defense dominating, Jonathan Allen ripping people's faces off. Uh, and they seem to have stabilized a little bit offensively. I know Dallas is the sexier team, and and look, getting Um, a DeMarcus Lawrence back and having a Randy Gregory on the way back and that stuff um, should certainly give them a boost. Uh, But this isn't the Cowboys team that, that they appeared to be say late October. How do you handicap this one Baldy? And and can you create a scenario where the WFT wins this game and then sends shockwaves down the uh, NFC East standings?
0: Well, in this four game win streak, Jason, Antonio Gibson has 95 carries like he's carrying this team. No J.D. McKissick last week, like he's carrying the team and they're good up front. You know, I, I think when you look at Brandon Sheriff and Eric flowers, that might be the best tandem of offensive guards in the league right now. Um, you know, Ishmael at center, uh, even Cornelius Lucas at right tackle. Like they're moving the line of scrimmage. I don't know what Logan Thomas's status is. Doesn't look like he was, he's an important part, um, you got to give Heineke some weapons beside Terry McLaurin. But that being said, you know uh, Heineke is very crafty. He he doesn't make mistakes. He sees the field really well. Um, they put a lot on him when you when when you got to finish drives. He's been able to do that. They won two games last week. You know, in a six game span by a 17-15 score, and a big part of it was defending a two point try. So these games are nail biters, but they're finding ways to win. And I think the one thing that they can do that can give Dallas problems is if Gibson has a good day and he can run the ball against them, which I think they can, and I think they will try. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to score more than 20 points or more than 17 points, but that's what the kind of game you want to play. You want to play a 17-15 game against Dallas or a 20-17 game and keep the score down and limit the big plays from those receivers in Dallas. And so, they're playing really well defensively, Jason. They're, they're not giving up any big plays. Uh, Cole Holcomb, you know, Jamin Davis, they're playing playing really well at linebacker. They're playing well as a group. Uh, this is the Washington season. They win this game. They're right in the race in the NFC East. And five wins, like, they'll think that they can run, run the table if they can win this game. You know, Dallas goes into Washington and wins this. Like, it's over. Like, Dallas is winning the division. Yeah. I feel like it's a one-game season for basically Washington. Yeah.
1: No, these two games very similar in some of the dynamics at play in terms of what it means for divisional uh, purposes
0: and wild-card purposes. Uh, Baldy, where are you this weekend, my friend? Uh, I am in Los Angeles. I'm I'm going to see the Giants and the Chargers. Uh, i got some NFL Network uh, assignments out there as well. But, yeah, I want to see – I mean – I'll be honest with you, Jason. I tell this to people and I know you, you you get this luxury from time to time, but when you watch these quarterbacks throw the ball in pregame warm-up, like they just and you watch how big Justin Herbert is and watch him throw a football before a game, like to me that's worth the flight to Los Angeles all by itself. Like you it just you come away with a totally different feeling going, This is a difficult man to defend. Like this arm, the way the ball spins. Um, the receivers that he has, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking for. I'm looking forward to it. And in the Giants are a mess, just a mess, on every and every level, Jason. And I'm I, I never one, you know me. I'm never one to just be sour on teams uh, for just to be sour or to be uh, cynical, but they're just a mess and how they play the game. And it's and I said it this week. it's been a decade. It's been a decade of this with the Giants it's been awful awful football coaches change personnel changes all this stuff it looks like the same football to me the the people
1: at the top ownership those that level of decision maker that they they have a hard time discerning talent it's just the reality in in terms of front office construct and coaching and uh they they are no longer a crown jewel franchise you you can't be this bad in a league of parity for this long you know what i mean and still yeah. Sort of fancy yourself a prestige franchise. You 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 haven't been uh, since Eli Manning started hitting the wall. That's that's just their well. Their I, reality. You know,
0: I, I'm watching the game against Miami last week, and I'm looking at Jalen Waddell, light him up. I'm looking yep. at you know Jalen Phillips taking down you know Mike Glennon and running all these. I'm watching Javon Holland, who is as good a young free safety as yeah. there's in this league. And that's the first three picks of the Dolphins. Now you can say, now we'll see how this all plays out. But, you know, they they made a bunch of decisions to accumulate draft capital. And the early, re, the early returns on those three players is they, they hit home runs. And you look at the Giants and you look at what they're doing with their draft and you go, there's a reason why the Dolphins can take them apart and keep them out of the end zone. And all the stuff that they did on Sunday. Uh, their young talent is way better than the giants young talent and that's what it comes down to you know can you can you draft consistently to stock your team full of talent because it shows up in miami right now
1: yes it does and they'll come out of their bye um, with a chance to get themselves to 500 with the 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 five game winning streak they've put together since the seven game losing streak and I'm sure we'll be talking about them down the stretch. Well, thank you guys for listening to the Week 14 edition of Baldy Baldy's Breakdowns, courtesy of our friends at Odyssey. Please uh, rate, review, subscribe, uh, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast goodness. You want to be with us every single week. Um, give us feedback on Twitter, at Jason Lockenfora, at Baldi NFL. Uh, And we appreciate you guys tuning in and can't wait to catch up with you again next week on Baldi's Breakdowns.